Hey, how's it going? I'm doing good, Matthew. How are you doing? Good, good. Welcome to Mimosas with Michael. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. Dude, I'm really excited to have you on here. I know we've been trying to schedule this mimosa party for a while. I know. I'm pretty thirsty. I think this has been going on for at least a month. Well, I've been, mimosas I've been are worth it. My, yeah, they are. I've been holding off on mimosas at least at least a month here. Well, you should never deny yourself a mimosa. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> finally, we're taking care of it, so... Anyways, I just want to welcome everybody to Mimosas with Michael, and I want to introduce my friend, Matthew Fleming, author of a book called The Dreams. I'm really excited. It's a good book. I enjoyed it. I even gave you a quote for it. Yeah, it's good. I, uh, I'm glad that uh, you liked it, and I appreciate the quote you gave me. It was uh, nice to be able to put that in the book before I published it. Well, at least I could do since you're buying my mimosa today. Yeah, well, I'll buy the mimosa, but if we're getting uh, lunch afterwards, you got to buy that. Dang, i got to do everything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so how's it been going so far? People are, like, what's the feedback on the book? People enjoying it? or? Yeah, yeah, people are enjoying it. It's, it's nice um, to see I'm getting a lot of reviews and a lot of feedback uh, through my social media and um, I just recently put together my website, which I think is helping more people find me. Um, okay. You know, so that's nice. And then um, I recently, I should have got on it earlier, but recently I got on to Goodreads, uh, which. Oh, yeah, Goodreads. Been, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's been nice because it's been able to bring some more people to my page that are more interested in reading and, and less out there just looking for following and that kind of stuff. What on, is um uh, Instagram? Oh, okay. Well, and what's your website then? Uh, it's MatthewRFleming.com. Just my name.com. Oh, that's pretty easy, man. Pretty easy. Yep, for sure. It's like mine and Mimosas with Michael. Can't get any you easier than that. Yeah, you can't forget that. It's pretty easy. And who doesn't love alliteration? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, are you... So, I mean, describe the book. So, it's sort of like, I guess, a horror thriller. Because you, you kind of like horror. But, like, what was the inspiration for this book? And then what made uh, you decide to write a book? Because I, when I I wanted to be a novelist growing up, like not, I wanted nothing more than to be like Ernest Hemingway. I actually wanted to be more like Edgar Allan Poe. But then, sure. you know, my life, w- once I started working in the film, I became more of a script writer. So explain to me like how Matthew R. Fleming became a novelist. Sure. Well, you know, those are, you know, you, you throw out big names, you talk about Edgar Allan Poe. Um, well, I don't know him personally. You know. Well, for sure. I don't think anybody alive knows them personally. Um, but, you know, you think of, you talk about that or you talk about like uh, Lovecraft and you, and so you start to go into these, you know, very dark, twisted, but elegant, you know, very, very flowing uh, horror genre. And that's, I think, where I kind of started. Um, okay. Because in college, my minor was creative writing. Um, I wanted your major? to... Uh, law enforcement. So well, they're so different. Oh, so different. Yeah. That was that was so thrilling. It was super dry. Hey, um, that probably teaches you teaches you a lot about horror, I would think, right? Law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot. Well, some of it was laws and stuff like that. So that's that's not 
necessarily the direction uh, that's more it landed. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely more horrific to have to sit through that. But the the creative writing was a, was more enjoyable, and I should have done my major um, as English cre- uh, creative writing, but um, I didn't. And so you know, now here I am trying to put together writing with just a minor. Um, but I think but you did it. I mean, dude, you have a novel. It's not like you're sure. trying to. For sure. For sure. You know, and, and it's interesting because, you know, when I was in college and I was writing in college for the um, for my minor, it was difficult. I could never get past 30 pages was about the extent I could write short stories. And I couldn't after that, I, was, I just couldn't write any further than that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, at one point I just said to myself, OK, well, you know, I've got on writing by Stephen King. And like I said, I'd read all those books in college. You know, I'd gone through the the Lovecraft uh, stories and I'd gone through Poe, um, you know, and I've got books and books on Poe's work. Um, and yeah, he, I mean, he's great. He, it's difficult to try and write like him uh, because he has his own voice. And I think it's very unique. It's, it's, it's well, definitely, everybody, yeah, everybody has their own voice for the most part. But yeah, I for, sure, yeah for sure. But, but I think Poe, is kind of in in a category of his own even when you try because you can look at people and you can be like oh you know what um you know i like king and i like dean Koontz and i you know and you can throw these authors kind of into a similar category but then i think somebody like poe there's really nobody else you can throw into his corner you know what i mean okay i can see that yeah so but anyway so i you know i I, i'd read on on writing by stephen king um you know, and I, I said to myself, you know what, let's just, let's see if I can do it. You know, screw it. I'll sit down and I will see if I can write a book in a month. And so I sat down, I started writing a book while I was writing a book. I was doing some other research on it. So I started my social media Good and man. 32 days later, there was a super rough first draft. Dude, that's because You know, they do that, that NaNoWriMo thing, like the national yep. November writing month. So that's, yep. Kind of. Yeah, I've been seeing, it's been great because with social media, I have a lot of writers that follow me. And so I see a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, I just got done and, you know, I'm doing this or, you know, whatever with trying to get that book put out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is definitely exciting for them. I don't know that, that I would ever try and write a book. It was a, it was a, not a pleasant month. I don't think I would ever try and do that in a month again. I might give myself like three months to write a book next time, but it was yeah, definitely I mean, a good experience. But don't you think it would be easier the second time? I mean, you did it the first time. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be easier just because I would know that, okay, yeah, I'm going to be able to get to the end. You know, that yeah, was that, when you're writing for the first time, you, you're you halfway through and you're like, oh, my God, where is this going to go? I've got an outline, but who knows what this is going to develop into? Because as you're writing and, you know, you know, you just things just kind of flow up and you're like, wow, I didn't even know I'm three quarters of the way in. And when I started yeah. chapter one, I didn't know what chapter 13 was going to have. Yeah. And that's true. And that's kind of like, I think the fun part about writing is like, it's, it's funny, funny. Cause when I write, um, especially with movies, like I always have an idea and I have an outline and then like, even when I'm writing, I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. We're going this way. Like, that's kind of fun. Right. And then the outline like, like goes out the window for a little while. And then you're like, Ooh, wait, I got an outline. Maybe no, I can but see where I'm at. I like that because you're like, oh, wow, he has a twin brother. Like, okay, let's just go see where this goes. And that's right, kind of exactly. fun. And those are, the, those are the things I think are interesting that, that people 
people are going to enjoy, but they might not enjoy it as much as you or I would knowing, Hey, this, this guy, this part right here, this is special, you know? Yeah. No, of course. I mean, who doesn't want anything special? For, for sure. The holidays are coming. We all want stuff special. We all want special things. Yeah. So hopefully everybody wants my book for the holidays. That's the special thing that they should be wanting. No. <laughs> Buy your horror book now for the holidays. That's funny. I find that a lot when I write, cause you know, I read a lot of horror myself. And I, sure. I I just had a reading not that long ago of a script that I wrote, and I was actually surprised at how well it turned out. But then, like the audience and and, and the the actors were like, "Oh, this is so great!" But like maybe just at the beginning you need this. And I was like, "Oh, all right, cool." So I'll explore that. And then I found, um, because you know I travel a lot for work, and so I spend a lot of time like in airports and on airplanes and hotel rooms. And I I'm stuck here, and I'm like, okay. Let me let me just write, and I find that like as I'm, like I'm putting more with like a specific character who was a small sort of ancillary character, and all of a sudden now she's a little bit bigger, and it's sort of nice to bring her t- towards the front because I didn't think right. she had a lot to offer, and she did, and it's the mother of the character, and it's like wow, like th- so I was talking to my other producer, and I was like, um, so we have to big get a bigger actor now because we have a bigger role. He's like, great, sounds good, but it's so fascinating because <laughs> I never I never wanted it to be. A lot, of, a lot about the mother, which is not a, a bad thing, but I've, I'm learning that maybe there's parts of her that I need to sort of help compel the story. Right. Kind of, I love that. That's, that's the yeah. funnest thing about writing. For sure, because these characters mean, even if a character just shows up in one in one scene for, you know, for a script or for, for a, a book or, or wherever it is, that one character most of the time is not just like, ah, what's the name off the top of my head? Okay, let's throw this person in here for fun. For fun, You know, normally that person is is picked specifically at the beginning or you're like, oh, you know what? I really, this person in my mind, I really want this person yeah. in there. And so while they don't have a huge role in your book, they have a great amount of importance because you've probably picked them from something. Yeah. You know, and the, you know, it's a good example, which is, I don't know why it just popped in my head and it's sort of random, but there was that, there was a play done many years ago that was turned into a movie called Doubt. The movie has um, Meryl Streep in – where she's a nun. Do you know what no, I'm talking about? That's a good – no. I mean, I should oh, – okay. that's a good role for her. No, no. No, but it's a good story, and it's about a, um, a pastor. And for the life of me, I cannot think – oh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman played the pastor. And okay. it's a story about a priest who is accused of of uh, molesting a young black kid. Um, okay. And so – but what what's interesting about it is it was one of Viola Davis's first roles, right? She was okay. sort of an unknown. But this woman is in one scene, in the play. She's only in one scene, right? It really has like okay. only like three, three characters, and then this one woman is in one entire scene, and it's unbelievably pivotal. Pivotal. I can't even talk. See mimosas. <laughs> Too many mimosas. That's, That's how great they are. <laughs> um, the 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 scene is so pivotal because she's the mother of the young kid, and I mean, I think Viola Davis was nominated for an Oscar for a supporting role. She was in one scene, but that's how powerful that character was. Right. Yeah. And and that's awesome. That's that's the ability to be able to bring in, you know, somebody that people are going to remember at the end of the book, play, yeah. movie, whatever it is. And they took a very small amount of either ink or typing, but the time required to develop that person and the thought behind how yeah. they come into the story and what their impact is 
and kind of how that echoes throughout the remainder. You know, kind of. Not to cut you off, but you know, no, no, it's, fine. it's my show. No, I'm just kidding. Um, off. It's your show. <laughs> no, but we can we can relate it to something in horror where, um, you know, in the first Friday the Thirteenth, like it's you you have this killer who is all through the movie and you don't even find out till the very end that it's Jason's mother and she's probably only in like a couple of scenes, but she's her presence and, and her and what she's all about is through the entire movie. And you right. you know you see movies all the time where they they mention a character and then at the very end you see them for like a scene. So yeah. It's it's such a fascinating way to explore that about that. Yeah, and that, you know it was interesting when I was writing uh, the dreams. My antagonist came in the first for the first draft. My antagonist came in really early. Okay. Um, you know, and then I ended up pushing him back, and I think he came in earlier than I would now if I was to rewrite. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it, there is that like draw to want to bring that face forward that face of evil or that that character forward yeah. and then and then being able to hold back and not so that it can build that suspense and it can build that horror not being in the front you know what i mean does that make sense it's like yeah of course i mean my you know, story like, not to cut you off but my no, my keep cutting me off please dang, it's my show you time i'll be on the show no <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> no it's a give and take you you say little i say little why you say little, I say a lot, I think is what's going to happen. Well, I, I can talk, but yes, go no. ahead. <laughs> People, when they listen to my last podcast, they're like, oh, you talk so much. I was like, I know, but I think I'm interesting. So, I no, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But in my script, uh, I start off with the murder, right? And then I kind of work backwards yeah. leading up to it about what God is there. And people are like, but I know who killed her. And I was like, yeah, but it's not about the murder. It's about what God is there. And that was the story I wanted to, to change. So I think sometimes bringing the evil up front right away is not always a bad thing specifically no for sure no not not in every situation and and i think that's a that's a special situation where you're kind of working backwards yeah you know when you see i'm trying to think you know and there's there's you know plenty of movies or books where that happens but those are those kind of situations are unique because it's not easy to do that no you know it's not easy it's easy for me to say well i mean kind of easy it's easy for me to say hi you don't know what this thing is and i'm going to kind of tell you what this thing is but you're not really going to know until way over here yeah but well, that's cool that's fun for sure and for sure it's fun but it's another it's a whole different style to be able to bring that person forward up front and be like yeah here's your here's your take now let me explain why it's good and keep their attention yeah. while you're you know what i mean and that's that's just a totally different different way that's a different angle of going at it and kind yeah. of what's difficult for me because now i'm writing the second book oh shit and so this is what i'm running into what's called the nightmares maybe who knows i mean we got the dreams and so we got it's going to be a sequel so i mean i'm toying with what the i I keep calling it the dreams too on social media because i'm not even close i mean you're not even close to trying to name the thing but everybody already knows what my antagonist is come book two they already they already know what's going on in book one you know, and so there have been people who have said, I don't even know how there could be a book two after book one. Like, what is what is that even going to entail? And so starting book two and being like, you know, oh, my God, I got to somehow bring this mystery, which unfolded through this whole book and came to a conclusion at the end. Somehow I have to bring this already known element mm-hmm. and create, you know, and create a whole other book on it, which I think is fun in the challenge. Yeah, uh, I have no idea how long it's going to take me. <laughs> Well, that's okay. 
you still have a book you're trying to sell. For sure. And, you have, for and, sure. You, and you're trying to create this, you know, and you, a presence for yourself. So, I mean, I, I'm proud of you for even finishing the first one. I, I most people it. are like, I want to be a writer, but you did it. And you just had a minor in creative writing, so boo yeah to you. Well, it definitely took a lot of uh, a lot of time. It was it was funny because, you know, having and even if I could pull it, I mean, I, and I do, I'll make corrections and I'll throw back up onto Amazon. Um, routinely, I'll do that when I find things or when people point out things. But oh, okay. you know, Google through that. When I get, you know, when I wrote it and I had that book, you know, I went through two sets of beta readers. I then went through two sets of professional editing aside from my own like constant pouring over it. Cause I mean, I had that thing for like 11 months, you know, going through drafts and going and just going over it and going over it, you know, and I think if you know, as a, as a writer, and I think not many people really get it is that when a writer has a book, it's never a final copy. Oh, what's the final draft? It's never the final, it's never mm-hmm. the final draft. No, you just have to kind of be hit a point where I'm okay with it, where it's at. Right. Which, which is hard. It's just hard. But you know, I had a friend of mine years and years ago when I when I first wrote. I, I started off as a poet, and I had written my first book of poetry. Well, my only book of poetry. And I was like, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm so ready for the world to see it. It's gonna be great. And my friend looked at me and she goes, Before you publish this book, make sure that it's something that 20 years from now you'll still be proud of. And I was like, No, I'll be I'll be proud of it. I, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And then I thought about that and I was like, You know what? maybe just maybe i'll give it another once over and i'm glad i did because you know i did it so many years ago and i'm still proud of it i mean i was right. young and i'm a much better writer now but at least at least i did it man and it was great to have that experience and i'm glad that's probably one of the best advice anybody's ever given me when it comes to anything i've ever done so 20 years ago you wrote that when you were what 10 11 well i mean, it wasn't i didn't write that 20 years ago but damn near no i mean <laughs> We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Okay, there we go. These mimosas make me look, make me look young. I promise. <laughs> uh, well, that's, I think that's what's interesting with with you know where writing has come to now, especially for me with it being it, it's a pro and it's a con. You know, self publishing is is great. It's great for me because I can get my foot in the door and I can kind of show people what I want to bring mm-hmm. to the table. Um, and not to say that it wouldn't be taken by a, a publishing company, but I didn't want to go through that process because it's there are so many good works that are sitting in the the, the rejected pile in full with publishing companies that I, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go forward and see what I can do on my own. And I think no, it's great you, that Amazon and you know all these other companies, uh, digital companies, you know, allow authors to come forward but i think one of the problems that it creates for people is that anybody can put anything online and call the book you know and then publish it no editing no professional editing no professional cover design yeah no nothing. people do that with movies you can put anything for sure and i mean self-publishing you know, is like the independent filmmaking but right but you're right and and that's the thing is is that's sort of the risk you take is that anybody can put anything online now Right. Just, I mean, look to, at YouTube. People put the weirdest, most inane stuff on YouTube. But for sure. And so for you and for me, getting that credibility and building that that kind of resume, if you will, is difficult because a lot of people want to see that. What I didn't realize, and what I'm realizing now, is that people look at my book right away, 
and they're already and and rightly so they're comparing it to a to a king or to a you know to a dean Koontz or 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 yeah. you know to to whoever whoever you know and whoever those people are already saying like okay this is an indie published book this is a guy who's just publishing on amazon yeah. you know the thought process is already there for them to say this is going to be a subpar work and that's that's what indie publishing on amazon has done is because so many people just churn out these books that don't if you go on kindle store and yeah. you look through just these whatever things people throw up there no editing no extra time spent um you know yeah. i meet these authors too uh, through social media and i try and encourage them to utilize and again it's not easy when you don't make money on your book but you talk to these people and say look you know maybe you should try and get an editor i read a book where there was just a, a single word sitting in between two paragraphs as a typo it was just a word sitting in i'm like oh my this God. is why right and this is why people hesitate to buy indie books because the quality control is non-existent and i think that scares people well i mean but yeah we could look at it in, in, in the film world i mean i i try to i mean i work in film <clears throat> besides having this podcast and I, I I work on stuff all the time where I'm like I don't understand how this movie got made, or I watch things and I'm just like I don't get it, right. you know. And I work hard. I have readings and I, and I I try to hit up as many industry professors as I can for people to look at my work. And sometimes I'm just like this movie. If I work on a movie and I'm like this one would have been better with maybe just one rewrite or you know. But I think that's this the the thing with art is that one it's so subjective and two it's like you you have to try extra harder to to okay. get your voice out there. I don't think you're you're great on social media. You're extremely active. You know, you, you post constantly, which is great. You tag people. And and I think that's the thing is people look at you and go, okay, this guy wrote this book, but look, he's out there actually like trying to be a legitimate author. You're not just trying to be one guy, a fly by night sort of like author who put I think. Right. And it's the same with me. It's like people are like, holy shit, you're like you're out there doing it. Like I'm not just I'm not just writing, but I'm on set and I and I host networking events and I do the podcast and I do this and this. And so I'm always trying to prove to people that I'm actually like legitimate about what I try to do. And I, and I don't just try to be a man who talks about it. I try because I'm a huge believer that your actions have to speak really loud. Right. For sure. Especially for us that are up and coming. It's just like, and I, 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 you probably see this when you're talking to those authors and I've seen this as a filmmaker, even, even when I was an author, it's like people always talk about doing it. Like, I want to write a book. Well, good. While you're talking about writing a book, I'm going to be over here writing the book. Right. And so like, you have to let the work in that sense speak for itself and look at you. I think that's great. You have people reviewing the book, you have people talking about the book. Now you're on the show. So, I mean, really that you, uh, and you know, I I bring it up. Um, Mark Dawson, do you know who Mark Dawson is? No, I don't know. He's a, he's a, he's, I think he's in the UK and he, he, um, I'm I'm trying to think he, his books are kind of like a Jack Reacher kind of oh, okay. book yeah, yeah, that yeah, he does. But he, besides doing that, and he's super, super successful with those. But besides doing that, he does like, a, you know, author, social media, YouTube videos. Okay. And he's actually started a, a class. And I reached out to him and he emailed me back like 10 minutes after I emailed him, which is amazing. Yeah. But so I, e- I emailed him and I'm like, I'm like, Mark, it's crazy because I have all these authors on my fan page and I have all these authors on my, on my author page and none of them want to put the work in 
to get the fans. None of them want yeah. to and that's great do any kind of marketing. Right. You know, and I, I'll talk to authors who, ha- and he's like, you're right. He's like, they, people, they're not going to succeed because they're not out there. They're just, here's my book. Here's my screenplay. Here's my, whatever it is. Boom. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there and it's amazing. It's the best thing in the world. I'm going to let it speak for itself. But Which it's is true. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having good work. No, but you have to make sure people all, can see it and hear it. Right. And the only way to make sure people can see it is you've got to engage people and you've got to say, yeah. Hey, you like this thing, or you, you seem like you'd like this. Here's what I have to offer. Cause no yeah. one else is going to, no one else is going to champion for you except you. Right. Somebody might, you know, somebody might like, like I'll throw, throw, I, I think I tagged you recently in a picture, uh, you know, um, with your book on my page. Yeah. Yeah. Like which that I got. will come up. Yeah. You know, but, but for the most part, those things are happening once a week, once a month, whatever it is. Of course. And if you're not doing it yourself, nobody's going to see the, the amazing work that you're putting out there. And they say that even, even if you have a big publisher, publisher book, even the author should still be out there talking about it. For sure. Because at a certain point that publisher, and one of the main reasons I don't go mainstream publishing is at some point that off the publisher, I mean, is going to pull your book. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not going to be getting the sales, new guys coming up, they're waiting for your next book and it's going to get pulled, pushed to the back of the shelves. It's not going to be frontline anymore. Whereas you can, if you take charge of it, whether you're self-published or um, traditionally published, you can champion your book. You can champion your writing. You can push it to the front all the time and you can talk about it, which is what I love about being in control of it, which is sadly what I see a lot of, people who would be very good failing because and I, I see people that are better writers than I am on Instagram and they've got like one review on, on Amazon or they've got two reviews on Goodreads. Yeah, of course. You, you know, and I reach out to them. I'm like, why, why, why is this? I was like, I've almost got 50 reviews on Amazon. I've got in a matter of like a week and a half, I've been able to get 25 reviews on Goodreads. Like, uh, what are you see, doing? Your audience needs to review this podcast now and t- how great you are. Well, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna be throwing this thing. I need that picture from you so I can put our, our, our thing together. Oh yeah, okay. It's gonna be out there. But. Our pro- promo. I'll do it today. I'm sorry. It's just because I don't know. I'm busy doing a podcast and writing and making movies and stuff. You are. No, that's like such an excuse. But it's a good one. It's a. It, you don't. You had to unfriend one person on Facebook to be able to friend me. I mean, that's how popular you <laughs> are. You got too many. You got Facebook won't allow you any more friends. I realize I, I realize how popular you are. Well, I appreciate trying. the time. Well, and it's not just that. It's like I love what I do, and I love exploring. Um, I love exploring other. I mean, I, you know, it's like I, I used to work in an office, and I told this to my cousin over Thanksgiving not that long ago. He's just like, I have a cubicle job, and it's so soul crushing. And I was like, I mean, yeah, and it is good for some people, but I, I'm I can't sit still. Like I'm in a hotel room right now in. Well, we don't want to say that because we're having mimosas. But anyway. <laughs> well, okay. Now we're having mimosas in your motel room. So it just got scandalous. <laughs> hey, scandal. That'll help sell your book. There we go. There you go. Love it. No, but that's the thing. It's like he was just like, you know, I get to travel. I've been working on this show and I've been bouncing around from, you know, a couple of other states. And I like that. I, I like that because I, it's like I just feel like I, I, tra- like I'm not, I don't travel a lot, but I'm able to, like, go to places I haven't been to before and I stay in and out of hotel rooms. And it's not like a consistent thing, but it's enough where I feel like I'm always on an adventure. And I love that. I, I like that. Right. That's important to me. That means a lot because, you know, I I was such a young age when I got an office job. And then, you know, when I hit 30, I was like, I can't do this anymore. It, it is soul crushing. But I don't ever, 
I don't, you know, I, I don't ever want to dissuade people from having an office job because some people are married and they have kids and sort of need that stability. And I actually respect that, you know, and, and, and I, you know, and what's, what's interesting is that I, I totally agree with you a hundred percent. And I think that, you know, for me, that's, that's a huge draw for me with writing is that I don't necessarily have to go anywhere to be able to vary what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, of and course. to be able to vary my life. You know what I mean? You, you can sit down on the computer in, your, in the same house, in the same city, in the same state, and it can be a different month, and you can say, you know what? I mean, I've got two or three unfinished books that I started and just said, you know what? The heck with it. I don't, I'm don't. i not feeling it. I'm moving on to the next project. Yeah. And you can't do that in your cubicle on a, in a day job. You've got to, like, uh, I've got this assignment. i got to do it. But for guys like us, we can just pick and choose and decide and go whatever direction we want with it. For the most part, and and not only that, but I, I, you know, it's one thing about writing is you can do wherever you want. So I, I have been able to write on planes and hotel rooms, and you know, I can just sit outside in a park. I can sit at my desk. I yep. can sit at a coffee shop. I like that. It's like again, it's always an adventure, and that's one thing. That's why when I meet new authors or new artists, I'm always like, I just push them because I, you know, it's like one, it's hard to stay motivated regardless. So we have right. as authors and, and artists, we have to sort of challenge each other and support each other and hold each other accountable because, you know, it's, it's hard. You know, you, you have to bear your soul and, and, and it, there's a lot of frustration. Sure. It's, it's, it's different when you have, you know, a boss and you're, and you're in, like, we'll go back to talk about the cubicle, you know, and your boss says, Hey, you know, you could have done better on this assignment or, that's just one assignment, you know, yeah. when you're writing something, how long does that take? How much work, you know, my, my book took me a year. It probably could have taken me less, but it took me a year to put together and, your and first get it one. published. That's pretty good, I think. Well, I, I appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm not upset about it. I, I think a year was a good time for the first one and kind of getting to know it. Yeah. But when you see that first, when you see that first two star review or you see that first critical review and you're like, yeah. It, that's when it hits you. That's when it's like, okay, <laughs> this is, it's real. This is, yeah. what, this is, this is what you, this is what you're going to get. You put, you put your ideas out there for, and your art and your, your, the thing that you've been working for and been super excited about and you put it out there and now people are going to come back. And I think it's great. You know, when I see those reviews initially, you know, I'd get annoyed about it, you know, but now I look at it and I'm like, okay, what's, what can I learn from this review? Yeah. And, you know, how many of them are there? Right. And then when I when I kind of put it in perspective, I'm like, OK, well. Just like in any other job, you're going to have people who who are critical of your work. Yeah, right? of course. For sure. And there's always something to learn, even from the people who are the most critical and the most unrealistic. Yeah, there's always doubt. some level exactly. of of truth to learn behind the, 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 the criticism. And I think that was nice to get that first two-star review out of the way for my career because now I can say, okay, any more that come in, I've already dealt with number one. And I, ha I do have it. I have two of them right now. And I'm sure I'll have more before the, before the end. But I look at this or one. At least they're in your book. Star reviews. First of all, well, there you go. And yeah. that's, you know, and I think I, who, I'm trying to remember which author and I can't remember who was, um, but whoever it was said that, and this is kind of a, a little bit more, uh, extreme of a look at it than I would take, but yeah. it doesn't matter what somebody thinks about your book because you've already achieved your goal once they buy it. 
Yeah, and that's yeah, exactly that's, so true. And, you know, and it's it's a little different nowadays because with all the reviews and the marketing and everything's online and you've got to see what other people say. But at a certain point, if that person was drawn in to buy your book and, you know, and I had one lady who who reviewed my book and she actually, which is one thing that drew me to, to Goodreads, she went to like four or five different sites and gave me a two-star review as many places as she could find an account to give me a two-star review. Wow. You know, that's some work right there. Well, it was. And, and, and strangely, I do appreciate that because now it's open me to, okay, now I need to put, make sure I'm getting reviews from people on other sites. And it kind of yeah helps me figure out, you know, where I needed to be looking to make sure that I was getting, you know, not on, not, you know, biased reviews, but people who have honestly reviewed me on Amazon say, Hey, you know what, can you guys take your honest review and move it over to this site as well? You know, yeah. just so it wasn't so, cause that person clearly was just out there to throw that two-star review and be the only two-star review, you know, to be the only review on the one page and make yeah. it look. And you whatever, know what? Hey, unfortunate, but whatever. They, they're probably trying to be a writer and they're not, and you did it and who knows, you know, and they could have had well, a bad day I, or, I mean, for sure. And, and I would be, I, I think it would be strange for me to say that I think my book, I like my book. Do I think it's a, a five-star book? Uh, I enjoy it. There are things I probably would change about it, and I'm going to work on changing as funds mm-hmm. be- become more available for sure. Of course. You know, but it, it being book one, um, you know, I'm I'm super excited with, with what people are thinking about it at this point. And, you know, just looking forward, I'm like, you know, if I'm already getting this kind of feedback on book one, yeah, you know this could this could theoretically turn into something for me where oh, of course which would be great you know yeah yeah it would be awesome well Matthew I'm so proud of you for um doing your first book tell everybody again where they can buy you and find you on your social media well you can find me um I'm on Instagram is the the main account of mine I'm on Facebook um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Matthew R Fleming author I'm on um, Tumblr and I'm on Twitter. Um, you can find me, and all those links are on my website, which is super easy. If you remember my name, it's MatthewRFleming.com, and all the links for social media are on there. I'm on a bunch of different – I'm on Drafted Digital, which puts me on a whole bunch of different digital um, locations to buy my book for ebook. I'm on nice. Amazon. Amazon's a big one, so you can buy paperback and my ebook on Amazon. Well, and again, the book's name is The Dreams. The Dreams. Well, I'm so proud of you for uh, – reaching this milestone in your life. And thank you so much for having mimosas with us today. Yeah, I think I'm a little tipsy. I think I'm at like five right now. All right, well, take, take a nap and then get back on your second book. Um, and you can listen to this podcast. We're mimosaswithmichael.com. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and now we're available on Stitcher Radio. You can find us there. Download the app. It's free music and radio. <clears throat> so thank you so much. Matthew, and uh, I hope to follow up again later. Maybe we'll have you back on and we could have mimosas and talk about your second book. Awesome. I uh, appreciate you having me on. I can't wait to come back. Yeah. Oh, you have a great day, my friend. All right. Take care. All right. You too. Okay. Bye-bye.